Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What is up, everybody, and welcome to ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host here at ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let's get right into it. Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy talked to the media today and he discussed a little bit of everything. He revealed what he sees as a secret sauce of this offense for 2023. And he and some people interpreted it as a jab against Kellen Moore. Some people did not. We'll get into that. I will ask you, what do you think about this? But he also talked about something that has never been done in NFL history, and that is winning the Super Bowl with more than one NFL team. We'll get into that as well. Uh, he talked a little bit about pass protection being the priority. We'll discuss it. And we also have the One Cool Thing segment lined up for us tonight. But let's get into the secret sauce. Let's get into the big quote from the day, in my opinion. This is what he had to say. Remember, McCarthy is taking over as a play caller in 2023. So it's always very intriguing to listen as to uh, to listen to him about what he thinks about running an offense. And this is a long quote. This is from John Mishota, who's covering the NFL owner meetings via The Athletic. And he tweeted this out earlier today. Mike McCarthy said, football is an easy game. If you want your guys to play faster, give them less responsibility. And that's where the secret sauce is in putting together a good offensive system. You could end the quote right there. And I think that's the, the gold within it. I will read it again. If you want your guys to play faster, give them less responsibility. We'll circle back to that in a moment here, and I'll tell you why some people interpreted that as a as a jab at Kellen Moore, although obviously that was probably not McCarthy's intention. We'll get into that in a few moments here. Let's finish reading the quote, though, first. He says the ability to be multiple, to have the variations, to protect your core concepts, to make sure the ball is getting distributed to your perimeter players, making sure that you're giving the guys the opportunities that fit their skill sets. I mean, that's more than anything. That's coach speak, in my opinion. And with that, it makes it easier and cleaner for the quarterbacks. First question that I got for you is, fair or foul, do you think that was a shot at Kellen Moore, or do you think it was not a, a shot? So fair or foul, obviously, fair meaning it wasn't a shot. Foul, meaning that it was. Let me know your thoughts on this. 
and I will let you know my answer there. But before we do any of that, well, as while we do that, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is a good one this time around as always. But let me talk to you about their family-owned business has been so for over 65 years. And you can check out their car dealership over at Irving, Texas, or you can browse their website over at FreemanMazda.net. And in there, you can see their wide range of new and used vehicles, as well as the features of every car, the pictures of the outside and inside of every vehicle. And as we do around this time, let's take a look at the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week. In this case, it is the 2023 Mazda MX-5 Miata Grand Touring. And you can get this starting at $34,115. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. It's got a manual transmission, convertible roof, premium audio, a blind spot monitor, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes up to 34 when you are in the highway. So make sure you check out the Freeman Mazda right of the week. As always, making this show possible and bringing you the best Best selection of vehicles, new and used. Let's see what you guys have to say, fair or foul. Fair or foul when it comes to Mike McCarthy's quote. Jay Money says, foul. Hell yeah, it was a shot. <laughs> uh, Bruce says, oh, Mo, he was definitely taking a shot at joystick. <laughs> uh, all in Tom says, I don't care if it's a shot or not. It is a fair and honest assessment. Fair, he's just talking the truth. This is Gregory. Catherine Jones is foul. I think that it was a foul. I like it, though. This is Katharina. This is the exact answer I'm going with. I think that it might have been a low-key shot. I think that uh, Mike McCarthy has been a little bit, you know, I don't want to say vocal because he hasn't gone at Kellen Moore exactly. But he has been, like, pretty transparent in this entire process. Like, even when we were realizing that Kellen Moore was about to be fired, we knew after his press conference, right? Like, there were some uh, thoughts in there when things were not working out for the Cowboys offensively during the season as well. Uh, we had heard some weird comments here and there. So I don't think that this is completely new for Mike McCarthy. And I'm not saying that it's foul in the sense that, oh, he shouldn't say that. But I do think it was a shot, so I'm going to go with foul, even if it was pretty low-key. However, uh, I agree with what Katharina says about, you know, us liking that quote. I agree with what Toxic Tom had to say about him being right about this. It's exciting. It's exciting to, to get another offensive mindset involved. Uh, as you guys know, I wasn't entirely against Kellen Moore. I thought that there was there were a lot of good stuff that you could rescue from his performance as the offensive coordinator. I mean, the results were right there, numbers-wise. But it's exciting to get somebody else to build the offense, especially somebody that comes from a West Coast uh, coaching tree like Mike McCarthy. And I love what he had to say about if you want your guys to play faster, give them less responsibility. Some thoughts on that. I am very intrigued as to what will happen with choice routes 
on the Cowboys offense because let's not get it twisted here. McCarthy's offenses in Green Bay had choice routes. Like I've seen some people act like that isn't the case because we know that there were a lot of complaints for Kellen Moore's offense. And specifically, I would say some of the choice routes that caused the most controversy among fans, among Cowboys fans, were those middle field read routes in which CeeDee Lamb had to either, you know, run the post route if the safety was not there or if the safety was up high over the middle of the field, CeeDee had to cross his face. There were a lot of complaints about those because Dak and CeeDee were not really connecting in those. Uh, and I would argue that in most cases, those interceptions were kind of the responsibility of CeeDee in, in a big way. Not all of them, but just the ones that we discussed at length, for example, here on the show. You might remember that from the season. But those those were those exist in Mike McCarthy's world. <laughs> those definitely do exist. So I don't think that this is Mike McCarthy saying that there won't be any of those choice routes, even though for some reason I've seen that that is kind of like the overall sentiment around Cowboys Nation. I'm telling you, get ready for choice routes because they're going to be there on Mike McCarthy's offense when he takes over. However, however, things might be simplified. And I think that most of the changes that we will see from the Cowboys offense this season might be just about getting those easy buttons involved. Quick completions, quick completions, uh, easy Yards after the catch kind of things for, for Dak Prescott as well. We know that we're going to see a lot of slants out there. I like what we're... I mean, I'm excited about getting somebody else involved in the offense. That's what I'm saying here. Uh, but I'm telling you, get ready for choice routes. They're not going around. They're, they're not going away. Uh, Jack says, which McCarthy's choice route is only uh, one player running one choice route? No, not multiple players running multiple choice routes, says Jack. And that is a very, very true assessment. That is a very accurate comment. I like it. I think that with Mike McCarthy, most of what you will see are like, I mean, when there is a choice route involved, are like mirrored concepts to each side of the field with the inside guy running that choice route, right? Like the middle field read that we saw with C.D. Lamb, just mirrored concepts beyond the field. But also, I will say we saw a lot of that too with 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 Kellen. I think that maybe what we're not gonna see as much is like uh, you might get the choice route, but one of those choices might not be, you know, running the hitch or or stopping and turning around to get football. It will most likely be like you either make a break upfield or make a ninety degree cut, something like that. Let's see here. Uh, but that is a very true comment from Jack. Shout out to him. Uh, shout out to Heavy Nation. Thank you, sir. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you for being here. He says, love your videos. Come on, guys. Smash that like button. I agree with Javi here. Make sure you smash that like button for me. Uh, if you enjoy the content, do me a favor and hit that thumbs up. We are at about uh, 90 people between Facebook and YouTube. And we've got eight likes. Let's get that number up around here because that helps me put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. Tony says, I just want to run the ball. Oh, this actually ties pretty well with what we're going to get in a few moments here. 
actually, you know what? Just because Tony threw that comment out, I am going to overcut a little bit the script here and we're going to go up to the top priority segment out here. We're going to flip this too. Just because, you know, we're already talking about the state of the offense and Tony make this comment that I think ties everything together pretty well. Mike McCarthy talked about the priority for this team on offense specifically. And he had some very interesting thoughts about it. More than anything, what I took away from it is that he mentioned pass protection. He was asked about it and he said, our priority is going to be pass protection. Dak Prescott was sacked a lot last season and the Cowboys were one of the worst teams in pass pro win rate, for example, by ESPN. So the Cowboys want to keep Dak Prescott a little bit cleaner this season in the pocket. And that ties together into one, the mentality about running the football. Maybe Mike McCarthy is going to be pass happier than many would assume. And I pointed towards this before, but when he was a play caller in Green Bay, the Packers were number one, number two in pass happiness over that uh, span of time, measured by early down passing frequency rate. Like when it was first down, second down, the, the Packers were frequently passing the football. That might have a lot to do with the fact that they had Aaron Rodgers, but maybe Mike McCarthy is a more aggressive play caller than many people will give him credit for. But I will tie it all together with the fact that it seems like and we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but the Cowboys are looking at the possibility of having Tyron Smith as a starting right tackle. In fact, based on their comments, it sounds like Tyron Smith is a starting right tackle. Unless these are smoke screens, this is what the Cowboys are banking on based on their comments. And you tie that together with what McCarthy said about the pass protection. And, you know, this might be a pass-happy offense in 2023. I wouldn't rule that out at all. Uh, this tweet is from David Moore from the Dallas Morning News. He tweeted out, Terrence Steele's role as starting right tackle has come into question. Jerry Jones views him as a swing old tackle. And Mike McCarthy sir, said that there had been discussions about cross-training him at guard. Ooh-wee. All driven by changes in protection scheme. That's why Tyron Smith is a starting right tackle at the moment. Oh, boy. Here's where it gets tricky here. Jay Money says Jerry wasn't serious. And, you know, that, that was my takeaway last night when we talked about it here on Primetime. McCarthy saying that they're looking at steel at a guard kind of like makes me, oh, <laughs> maybe they are serious. Maybe Tyron Smith is really the right tackle of your 2023 Dallas Cowboys until hurt, until he's hurt. <laughs> I'm very confused about it because it might be a small screen. Like if we're going to get in conspiracy mode, it might be. But also, they've been pretty damn quiet lately. Uh, we didn't hear about the Brandon Cook trade until it happened. We didn't hear about the Stephon Gilmore trade until it happened. Uh, they've been pretty quiet. 
I'm not sure if they're throwing out smoke screens. So let's assume that they're not. Let's assume that Tyron Smith is really the projected starter at such a position. The two main driving, the, the two driving forces behind that seem to be the fact that the Cowboys are making pass pro a priority, not in the sense of, you know, they're just talking coach speak and saying that they want to get better at pass pro, but it might be the priority over, say, run blocking, which was probably not the case last year. And two, it might be their way of saying, we've got a starting left guard while protecting and prioritizing Tyler Smith's development at left tackle. Because one of my uh, takeaways out of these comments as well is that maybe Tyler is locked in at left tackle. Like I would have thought, and we talked about this when we broke down the Cowboys depth chart last week, I would have thought that it was a possibility for Tyler to stay at left guard and then Tyron at left tackle. I think that I was wrong about that completely. I think that that might not be, that might be ruled out. The Cowboys might have decided, you know what? We're not jeopardizing Tyler's development anymore. He is the left tackle, period. And then everything else is negotiable. We can talk about Tyron being the right tackle. We can talk about Steele being the right tackle. We can also talk about Steele being the guard, but Tyler is locked in at left tackle. That's my impression. I might be wrong again, but hey, I thought that that was not going to be such a locked-in idea, and it seems to me, based on what they have said, that it is. Tyler is locked in, uh, protecting Dak Prescott's blind side. Toxic Tom says, this is why I wanted Tyron gone. Let's see here. Running also protects the quarterbacks, as Tony Snow. Gregory says, it's stupid. Brian says, even if, if they move Steel to guard, they're stupid. Cattery Jones is a bad idea. And from what I take away with your reactions and also Twitter's reaction when this was breaking, Cowboys Nation does not like this possibility. I'm, I'm telling you. As far as, you know, the actual starting aspect, like the, the sport aspect of this, do I like that potential offensive line? I think my answer is no. Because when, when I was making the argument for Tyron to start, and I was making that argument for him to start on the left side last week, depending on whatever happened in the NFL draft, because if you get a starting left guard with pick number 26, if you get Steve Avila, if you get maybe Osiris Torrance, then we can talk about, you know, reconfiguring the offensive line and, and having Tyron Smith remain the swing tackle. But for now, they don't have that. Let's act as if they don't have that hypothetical rookie offensive lineman. My argument was your best group of five has to include Tyron Turn Steel. And my way of implementing that was Tyron at left tackle, the position that he's played for over a decade, and Turn Steel at right tackle, where he where he has proven us that he can play. He, he can he can play that position pretty well. At least he's a decent starting right tackle. Might be good or even very good. I wouldn't say elite. 
I wouldn't get close to saying that. But I don't know if I'm in love with the idea of Tyron at right tackle being the plan A and then also changing steel to guard. It, it seems to me like Mike McCarthy said a couple of years ago that they were not playing Madden or fantasy football. I don't remember what he actually said, but they've been treating offensive line, the offensive line like, like there are no, like it's a positionless unit. And it is not over the last couple of years. They have done everything that they come up with. So I'm not a fan of it. I, I am not a fan of it. Uh, Michael H. says, why? Tyron Smith might be gone after, after this season. Leave Tyler at left tackle and finish the development. And that, that's what I mean with saying that, you know what? That seems to be ruled out by the Cowboys. That is my one takeaway from this whole thing. That The one thing that I'm sure about is that Tyler is not being moved from tackle. That's my theory out of this whole thing. Or, or Blue Star says he's uh, saying here, this is a smoke screen, like someone, like someone in the draft. Uh, it might be a smoke screen. It might be like this might be the Cowboys telling everybody, we don't have a planet guard, so we're gonna go get a guard, only to do something else. I don't know if you're throwing that type of smoke screens when you hold the 26th overall pick. If this was a top five pick, a top 10 pick, maybe. Uh, I just, if I had to guess right now, gone to my head, I would say it's not a smokescreen. All in, Tom says, even if it's a bluff, just don't say anything. The best bluff is to just not say a damn word. And during the free agency period, I think the Cowboys were actually doing a pretty damn good job at that. Uh, we were not hearing a lot. The Cowboys were not speaking a lot. Uh, so I think I think they they were kind of nailing the secrecy aspect of things. But then yesterday and today have been pretty weird. Especially because McCarthy got involved. If this was just Jerry Jones talking, I I wouldn't say I wouldn't make a lot out of it. But McCarthy said today that Steele had had that conversation about moving to guard. So we'll see. Uh, anyways. Let's move on a little bit here on the show and let's get into something else that McCarthy discussed and I wanted to get to because I love some history conversations here and there. I like to sprinkle that in into the show uh, when we get the chance. McCarthy was asked about potentially etching his name in the NFL history books by winning a Super Bowl with two different teams. Uh, if you guys have not actually realized this, no coach in NFL history has won a Super Bowl with two different teams. And that includes Bill Belichick's remarkable run with the Patriots. I mean, he's, he's the winningest head coach ever. He has only won them with the Pats. The same for coaches like Bill Walsh, etc. 14 head coaches in NFL history have multiple Super Bowl wins. And that number by itself is surprisingly low. And we'll, we'll actually look at them in a few moments here on the show. But none of them, none of those 14 has, have won the, the Lombardi Trophy with different squads. And this is McCarthy's thoughts on this once again via John Michaud from The Athletic. He tweeted this out. He said, it's hard 
that uh, this is what Mike McCarthy said. It's hard when you win one, you definitely had a culture and a process and your program puts you in position to win that first one. I definitely had that in my last experience, but to create that in another place, it takes time. It's difficult. I can see clearly why it's never been done. And it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, Toxic Tom says, how many head coaches have even made Super Bowls with two different teams? Andy Reid is the only one I can think of. I actually did a little bit of research on this earlier today, and I think it's five of them. Dick Vermeil was among those. Uh, there were not a lot of them. It's a tall task. It's a tall, tall task. Uh, Holgram is another. Yeah, that's right. Not a lot. Not a lot of coaches. Uh, but this is a full list of the coaches that have won multiple Super Bowls. You know, Jimmy Johnson, obviously, Vince Lombardi, Tom Flores, George Seifert, Shanahan, Coughlin, Purcells, Andy Reid, Tom Landry, Don Shula, all won two. Now, three or more, Bill Walsh, Joe Gibbs, they had three each, and then four, Chuck Knoll, and Belichick, a ridiculous six. But they all won it, but they all won it with, with the same team. I think this is pretty revealing because when McCarthy was hired, he was hired because the Cowboys know that he has won it before and he knows how to win it. And yet NFL history tells you that it's far from a guarantee. And it is a reminder of how difficult it is to win the big one. I do, I do think that it is not like a cause and effect type of thing that, you know, oh, McCarthy won the Super Bowl with the Packers. Oh, then that's a deal breaker because no one has ever won it with two different teams. Obviously, that would be a ridiculous way of doing things. But man, can you imagine if McCarthy makes that history in NFL, in the NFL? That would be pretty cool. It's hard to do, says John. Exactly. But what I like is McCarthy's specific comment on needing time. Needing time because you need to establish a culture. You need to establish your process. And then you have a Super Bowl caliber team. Uh, if you look at the Cowboys objectively, they have not had this long run in which they are in a contending position. Like, throughout Jason Garrett's career, the Cowboys didn't make the playoffs in consecutive years. And if you're looking for a silver lining here, to me, that, that's one of, uh, of them. Like, the Cowboys have been in the playoffs two different years. They made, they made uh, the, the divisional round, which I know is not what we want, but you got, you got past, past the, the wildcard round. And once more, this is not like a consolation prize or anything. But for the first time in a while, the Cowboys have, have been in the postseason two different years, like consecutive years. And you can say that they're building something in that sense. Uh, we'll see how McCarthy's third year goes. Definitely appears to be like a do-or-die season for him with the coaching staff changes and Kellen Moore being fired earlier this year. Very intrigued as to how the third year goes.
Uh, very short list, says Michael H., considering all of the coaches who have coached 14. What's more boring, Jason Garrett or Tony Dungy? Tough one, says Mark Aaron. <laughs> Both in the same studio, too, for TV. Uh, Dungy didn't win in Tampa. Gruden was a coach when they won, says Nick. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, Bill Parcells. Yeah, Bill Parcells also coached two different teams to the Super Bowl. Didn't win those. Uh, didn't win both uh, with, with two teams, but he was there. Toxic Tom says, hey, I've been hearing that we are building something for almost three decades if faith was a currency. But here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not, speaking, I'm not even speaking about an opinion here. This is a fact, though. Uh, Jason Garrett did not take the Cowboys to multiple playoff seasons ever. McCarthy already did in, in three years. And the one year that they didn't, Dak Prescott missed the entire season. Not the entire season, but the majority of the season. So you see what I mean here. It's not like, oh, yeah, this is the year, this is the year or anything like that. It's just like a fact that for two consecutive years, you made the postseason. And you didn't make it. I mean, you made it as a wild card last year, but you also made it as a 12-win wild card. That's relevant. That that is that matters. It has to matter at some level, is what I mean. Anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think that is it for that topic, though. And before we get out of here, man, this this show, I don't know why I felt like this show was like 10 minutes long. Uh, but we're already 30 minutes uh, into it. So let's get into the one cool thing of the week. For those of you who are new to the show, this is our feel-good moment every Tuesday. And we can share something professional, something personal, sports-related, non-sports-related. Whatever you want to throw in the chat, let us know what is your one cool thing of the week. Also, hit the like button for most birthday, says Toxic Tom. <laughs> it doesn't get old. Joey Bella says, y'all hit that like button for my Lunar. <laughs> the mole, a Spanish brother. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what's your one cool thing of the week? This is going to be a pretty easy one for me tonight. Because my one cool thing is that on Thursday, ladies and gentlemen... On Thursday, Major League Baseball is back. Whew. Not only that, though. Not only that. Julio Urias, Mexican pitcher for the Dodgers, will be the opening pitcher for LA on Thursday. Over Clayton Kershaw. That's one of the proud moments for us, I think, for us Mexican fans. Uh, good for Julio. But also, the Yankees are a little bit banged up. <laughs> and by a little bit, I mean a lot. They're running out of starting pitchers. But I'm excited about it. I'm listening to baseball podcasts. I'm reading everything there is to read about baseball. I'm playing out of the park baseball 24, the simulator. I'm just, I'm in baseball mode at this stage. Julio is a nasty pitcher, says Toxic Tom. You were right. Anyways, that is my one cool thing. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Mark Aaron, I got a race. There you go. Uh, Toxic Tom also said opening day for him. 
Gregory says, Thursday is opening day. Let's go Dodgers. Just because Julio is pitching, I will allow that. Let's see here. John, son will play college football at Norfolk State University with a scholarship. John, round of applause for you, sir, and your son. Bruce says, one cool thing. One day, Jerry won't be able to spoon feed us BS. <laughs> I, I just read it. I just read it. Uh, Catherine Jones says, my husband will be an actor. There you go. Can't wait for that new pitch clock, says Michael H. Hey, hey, I've enjoyed the heck out of the pitch clock in spring training. Alicia says, Niño, ¿cuántos años tienes? <laughs> how, how old am I? I am 23 years old. 23. <laughs> That's one of the one of the most common questions that we get here on Prime Time. So one cool thing, Mauricio went live on his birthday. <laughs> Y'all gotta stop this. <laughs> and yet you won't. Having Asians says I'm going to Vegas. Isaac Alarcón switches to defense, says Peter Rizzo. That is his one cool thing of the week. And one last one, Charlene Evans says, my cousin sent me an Eagle Super Bowl ring instead of saying Super Bowl champions. It said Super Bowl participants. <laughs> there you go. That is awesome. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That will be it for me tonight here on ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. Remember, we are live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. And you can check out our articles over at adcsports.com slash Dallas. You can also, and you should also, check out premiummazda.net because as always, they make this show possible for us every single night. And I will see you tomorrow on Wednesday night, uh, 8 p.m. Central, 8 de la noche. Nos vemos el día de mañana. Muchísimas gracias. Adios.